planning podcast episodes effectively. This is one of those topics that is so overlooked. Whenever I have podcasters coming to me at events or even in my own community events, like workshops and stuff, and they ask about profitability, I have a list of questions that I ask. I always ask them about their workflow. I ask about the tools they're using. I ask about their experience in the field or subject that they're talking about. A list of questions. One of those questions is how their production workflow goes, right? Like from your idea phase into your recording phase, what happens right there? Because I think part of why podcasters and content creators in general are not consistent is due to a lack of planning. I've been lucky enough to be around some people that have worked at really high levels in music industry, movies, and all of that stuff. And I learned a lot from just watching how these people operate. And one of the things they do really well is plan. So I think planning is a, one of the small pieces that we overlook as part of the profitability process. Because part of you being profitable is having good content. How good can your content really be if you don't plan anything? If you're not meticulously planning this step and this step, how is your content going to be good? How is it high level? How is it impactful? How is it useful? How do you know it's going to benefit your audience positively? How? The truth is you don't because you aren't planning. So today I want to get into how do you plan your episodes effectively and efficiently? Let's get started. Okay, so before we get too deep into this, if you have not checked out the last episode about testing your podcast ideas, go and listen to that, go and check it out. That'll help you because that's the first step in planning. The first step in planning your content is to test out the idea you have. If I want to record an episode about how podcasters can sell digital products, before I record that kind of episode, I want to make sure it's something that my listeners want to hear. And for me to test that out, I got to go to communities. I need to go to my current listeners. I got to go to listeners that I'm not even connected with yet. I want to know when I talk to them that, yeah, this is something that I want to hear more about, something I need to learn about. Because sometimes you go and test that idea and you realize people don't really care. So, you know, it's time to take a step back and focus on something else. So test an idea is first. I won't go into that too much, but I'll put a link in the show notes so you can go and actually listen to that episode. I'll make it easy to find. The second step is research. Now, research is research can be done in a lot of different ways. I actually think it should be done in different ways, depending on the kind of content that you're creating. If I'm doing something that's about somebody else's content, like a reaction, or if I'm talking about a movie, or if I'm talking about something else that somebody created, me personally, I want to do extensive research to understand all the key elements and small parts of it. So I'm not just judging something and giving my opinion that's not really a complete opinion. You know what I mean? I think sometimes we have a bad habit of that, of like reaction videos. I think they do this a lot where they get a clip. And they take that clip out of context and they just react to it and people run with it and they run wild. I'm not a fan of that. I prefer to have an abundance of information so I can back up my claims and my opinions and my perspective, right? I don't want to just say, this is my opinion on this thing. And I don't have anything to show for it. That's just my opinion. I don't personally, I don't even trust people like that. If you don't have anything to back up this claim you're making, it just, it's weird that I would listen to you and accept that as word. So I think part of the planning phase is research first. If you're doing an interview, you should definitely research your guests. Take the time to see what this guest is about, what they've done. I want proof that my guest has done something. I have interviewed a bunch of people over the years. And the funny thing is when I started putting that 
barrier up, that's a requirement. Like I need to see proof, like social proof, numbers. I actually started to see my interview requests decline because I think in the business podcast space, like for the business shows, there's always somebody new that's trying to come on your show and sell something. They want to pitch something, which isn't bad. I'm not mad at that. But the truth is people are mad at this, but a lot of these people haven't done enough to be credible enough, in my opinion, to go out here and try to sell a bunch of courses and coaching programs for thousands and thousands of dollars. Like you can do that. Obviously you do it if you want to, but I don't want you doing that to my audience unless I can back it up. You know what I mean? Because if you come on my show and you promote something and one of my listeners buys it and it's just not a good product, it's not a good service, I now look bad. I'm not trying to look bad to my people. So I'm only bringing on guests that I will refer, that I trust. So the research phase is for finding out the real details. Like you need to find out the real details, real nuts and bolts, get all of that. Because the next step is setting up your key points. And I like to do this after my research because I want to know everything about the subject that I plan to talk about. And then I can just pick apart pieces. So these two or three elements of research match up to this key point. And then this batch matches up to this key point. That makes it really easy for me to have better interviews for me to make better content. When I sit and talk to you like this, just one-on-one, -on -one. like I have my research and my key points right behind the camera. So I can easily just rant things off, boom, boom. And I do the same thing during my interviews. If my guest is some Facebook expert and they help people grow their businesses. Okay, great. I need to know the kind of numbers you got there and some of the processes you use. So during an interview, that's what we talk about. This is just, as you can see, this is just planning and preparing for the show. Like not that hard. Know the topic you're talking about is good. Research for it and have key points from that research. And I don't even think it needs to be like, five or six pages. I've seen some crazy stuff like that is overkill. But if I'm interviewing somebody, I'm going to have at least a page of notes, you know, of this is who they are. Here's like a bio. And another part of my research for my guest interviews is understanding where their expertise lies. So if you're an expert on Facebook ads or community management, I need to know what makes you an expert, the outcomes you've gotten for people you've worked with, some of the people you work with, some of the companies you work with. I want to know that kind of stuff because then I can formulate good questions. So you help so-and-so company build their community by a thousand members in 16 months. Great. What was the first step to setting up that community and really building a strong foundation? Very simple question, but that question is tied to the research that I did. And I think most podcast interviews, I'm going to rant about this later, but I think most interviews aren't that good. Because podcasters don't take the time to sit and prepare a game plan. Like literally sit and prepare what you're going to ask this person. Now, granted, it doesn't need to be a list of 20 questions. In fact, I would argue it's better if it's less questions. Because I look at the conversation as parts. And each question is a different phase of the conversation. So when I do research, I'll have 20 points, right? I'm not going to use all of that. I just want to be able to have at least three sections. So that means three main questions. You got like a big question one. You got this. And I love to start with that. So it's not boring. So you got this one outcome. How did you do that? What was the process? That is where the teaching and the instruction begins. Then one of the next questions is not only about their outcomes, but some of the hardships. So when you were growing this company, you were doing this, you were doing that. What was one of the biggest challenges you faced? Right now, they can bring in one of their stories and examples and how they overcome, overcame that. 
So you see how it all flows. It's not about having a ton of questions, but it's about having questions and then having context tied to that. Because that's how people learn. If I just tell you something basic, you won't remember that. But if I tell you what you need to do, why you need to do it, and then give you a story of what happens if you do it, that's a positive one, or a story of what happens when you don't do it, which is negative. Either way, that story is going to be impactful and really drive home my point. So when you are planning your interviews, you want to tie it together that way and let your guests know, hey, look, we aren't going to just talk about your personal story the whole time because that's just boring as hell. Nobody wants to hear that. We're going to make you look like a superstar, which means you have to be prepared to talk about your past successes and to break down some stories and some examples of how you got there. And if it comes to it, even talking about some of the failures you had along the way, that makes better content. I hope you can see how just the way I'm breaking this down, doesn't it just sound better? It just sounds like a more fun interview to listen to. Well, I listen to a lot of business shows. I hate that they do boring style interviews because it just could be so much better. If this person has sold a company for $10 million or whatever it is, I, great. I want to know what it's like and all that stuff. That's fine. But I really want to know what was your mindset like as you were building this company? How did you feel when a deal finally closed? What was one of the major steps and changes you made to get the company to this profitable level and then get it to be sold? What was that process like? That's way better than, oh, how'd you get started in this field? That's boring. We hear that on every single interview. I think it comes down to that because most podcast hosts are simply not prepared to do great interviews. If you're not prepared to have a great conversation, yeah, you're going to revert back to the same old, hey, how are you? How long have you been doing this? Oh, do you like it? Oh, wow. And it's just basic as hell. And then when I'm listening, I'm just bored. Like sometimes I will skip past the first like 10 minutes of an interview because I know it's going to be backstory. Like I don't want to hear backstory. Some of the best movies we see start off with the end, like the climax, a preview of that, or they start off with some kind of hardship or sometimes even success. Like we want to see that because that makes me interested in the person that I'm looking at, the character. So I just think for planning interviews, this is how you make better interviews is you start off with the value there. What can they give to the audience? Don't make them wait. Don't make people wait. I don't want to listen to the show for 30 minutes to then see if you're helpful. No, be helpful in the first 10 minutes. That's my challenge. And for you as a podcast host, start planning your content that way. Plan your interviews to be valuable starting in the first 10 minutes. The first 10. Don't wait until the last 20. Don't do that. Make sure the first 10 is so valuable that people want to go and share it immediately. That should be the goal. Make it so good that people are like, damn, I got to share this with somebody else. That should be the game plan. Because when you make content that good, that means you're going to grow really fast. Now, one of the last things you need to have is a call to action. I like to plan this before my episodes and it helps me because it's like a reminder of what I'm mainly focused on for that season or that part of the season. My call to action doesn't change that much. If you notice, if you listen to my episodes, you'll see that I pretty much had the same call to action for four to five episodes. Part of that is batch production. And part of that is also like, this is what I'm focused on promoting right now. So for the next couple of weeks or a month or whatever it is, I want to make sure that I'm driving home this thing. Like when you're doing a launch, you can't talk about it once or twice. You got to keep on talking about it all the time. So I think more podcasts can benefit from taking the time to plan. Sit down, plan out your content. That way, it's 10 times easier to make the stuff that people want to see 
and to just make it overall better. This is one of those steps on the road to profitability that gets overlooked. And then people get to the end, they're like, man, I'm not making any money. It's yeah, you skip too many steps along the way. You're not prepared. If you wanted more information, more content like this, just more strategies and tactics to actually grow, be profitable, all of that stuff. We cover that more in a pod central Academy do the quick wins. We do live group sessions every Thursday night. And it's perfect because you get a chance to do Q and a with me, connect with other podcasters. It's an amazing community. We're growing every single day. Shout out to the pod central members. I appreciate y'all. Now, if you're listening to this and you want to join, you can check it out down below. Just try it out. It's only a dollar to try it out. Try it out. See if you like it. If you do, make sure you stay and engage, interact with us. I appreciate you. I will see you next time.